This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel. I'm your boy, Q. Very excited about our next guest, a special guest from Chi-Town, Jeff Dickerson from ESPN. You can find him on Twitter at Dickerson ESPN. Covers the Bears like a glove. And Jeff, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And Bears fans got what they finally have been screaming for, what they wanted for the longest. Justin Fields, it's announced that he's going to be the starter for the rest of the season or moving forward. Uh, Jeff, why was now the right time for the Bears to make this move to Justin Fields? I just feel like, Q, it would have been awkward to go back to Andy Dalton the way that Justin Fields played last week against the Lions. It wasn't that his numbers were overpowering or anything, but I really thought he played with great poise, great tempo, and he showed he has that big playability downfield, and that's something the Bears were missing so badly beginning of the year. You know, he had great chemistry with Darnell Mooney, who had two catches for over 30 yards. One, I think, was for 64. And, I mean, it wasn't as if Justin Fields was not going to eventually be the starting quarterback for the Bears. I mean, when you draft the guy 11th overall, you trade up nine spots to get him, you hope he's going to be your franchise quarterback. It just didn't seem plausible or make any sense to have Fields begin to develop some momentum and then send him back to the bench. So I think you could kind of see this coming after Sunday, I know that Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, made some, you know, perplexing comments about still sticking with Dalton, but I think that a lot of that was just rhetoric, and they knew pretty quickly after Sunday against the Lions that they wanted Fields to stay in there, keep growing, and now let's see what he can do against a much better Raiders team this weekend. How much do you think having Andy Dalton there on the staff? I know he's not on the field, he's not playing, but just having him there kind of as that that bouncing board, he can, you know, ideas can bounce off of him. He can kind of mentor Justin Fields a little bit. I'm sure he hates that word, but how much do you think that that helps Justin Fields as well? You know, this is my first year covering Andy Dalton, and we can't cover guys like we used to because there's no open locker room, so you can't really get to know the players as well as in the past. But everything I've gathered from Andy Dalton is he, he really is a great teammate. And I'm not just saying that to be sappy, but, I mean, this is a real good guy who really has befriended Justin Fields, who called him yesterday after he got the news to tell him that their relationship is not going to change whatsoever and he's going to be there for him. I think Andy Dalton's going to be a, a tremendous help. Same thing with Nick Foles. I mean, there's a lot of veteran mm-hmm. experience in that Bears quarterback room. Now, Justin Fields ultimately has to go be the guy that goes out there and does it and puts it all together. But, I mean, he is in a pretty good position now with some real supportive veteran quarterbacks. And, again, you know, I mean, listen, this stinks for Dalton. Right. But the guy did get $10 million for, like, six quarters. Not, <laughs> not too bad if he can get that type of work, you know, but. I, I, my, my, my assumption is and my belief is that he's going to do everything in his power to help Justin Fields as much as he can. He's that type of guy. Talking with uh, ESPN's Jeff Dickerson right now, talking all things Chicago Bears here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Bill Lazor, he took over as the, the, the play caller. Uh, what do you feel is the difference or the biggest difference between Matt Nagy calling the plays and Bill Lazor that, that m- maybe made Justin Fields a little bit more comfortable? 
I would just say that last week's game plan made a lot more sense. Uh, two weeks ago in Cleveland was one of the worst things I've seen, and I've covered the Bears for a long time, so I've seen a lot of bad offense over the years, but that was about as bad as it gets. There was just no, it was no rhyme, no reason. I mean, nothing they did, just it was just so puzzling. Um, I thought last week that they moved the pocket more, they took more deep shots down the field, they ran the ball, and that's a big thing this weekend. The Bears are not going to have David Montgomery, mm-hmm. who really I think is, is emerging as one of the better running backs in the NFC. This guy's a tough runner. Had a great game before he got hurt, but he sprained his knee, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. But they ran the ball real efficiently with Montgomery, with Damian Williams, who's also dealing with a quad injury of his own. He's questionable for this weekend's game in Vegas. So just, just It was just much more cohesive. I think it was a lot easier for Fields to follow. And the pass protection was a lot better. But I have to mention this. They played the Lions. Right. The right. Lions are not very good. The Browns are good. I think the Raiders are pretty good. So I think a lot of it depends, too, on your opponent. So it was a good game plan last week. Let's see what the game plan is this week against a much, I think, higher level of competition. You mentioned Damian Williams, and he may not be able to go. Who who knows? We know that, like you mentioned, David Montgomery is out. So if those two guys aren't both available, where do the Bears go for their run game? Well, they got Khalil Herbert, who's a rookie out of Virginia Tech, who's been doing kickoff return. He's a possibility. I thought he ran the ball pretty well in the preseason, but that was the preseason. They've got some guys they can bring up off the practice squad, Ryan Nall, Octavius Pierce. You know, what's hurting them now is that Tariq Cohn is still on, on the injured list, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he tore his ACL last year early in the season. So he's, he's unavailable uh, for the time being. You know, the hope is that Damian Williams can play, it's just he's got a quad, and you kind of have to watch it. I think he was limited today in practice. I think if, I think if there's any chance to play, he'll play. You know how effective he'll be, we'll see. But again, I just can't overstate the loss of David Montgomery is so big to this team because he was getting in such a rhythm. He's such a tough running back, and to not have him. Uh, is going to be a tremendous disadvantage for the Bears this weekend. Yeah, Montgomery, he was a dog back at uh, Iowa State. <laughs> I liked him in college. He was a, a a lot of fun to watch and just kind of has that Chicago Bear mentality, almost that chip-on-the-shoulder type mentality. I, I like Montgomery a lot. I hate that he uh, he got banged up. Now, earlier this week, uh, the, the the Bears made the trade for speedster Jakeem Grant, traded with the, the Miami Dolphins, and it's funny because Grant's already played the Raiders once this season, but uh, what is his role, you think, going to be on the team, and do you expect to see him get some burn this week? I do. I expect him to be a return man this week. Okay. Um, I, I expect, you know, they have had some issues on punt return. They weren't very happy with their punt returner. I think that's a no-brainer. I don't think Khalil Herbert's done bad at all on kickoff return. I mentioned him. He's the rookie again. Uh, he had a great return uh, opening night against the Rams in Los Angeles. Uh, but Jakeem Grant has got that speed. He's got that experience. So my guess is, if nothing else, you'll see him as a returner. I don't know as a receiver. You know, they've got Allen Robinson. Darnell Mooney, they use, uh, you know, Marquise Goodwin. So they've got some guys that try to mix in there. But I think primarily that deal was done for special teams. Talking right now with ESPN's Jeff Dickerson here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Damon here wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, Jeff, going back to the run game for the Bears, that offensive line hasn't been as healthy as it, needed, as it needs to be. So with this Raiders pass for us being improved, is the offensive line healthy? Or can you tell us how who's practicing and who who may be in or out for Sunday's matchup? Yeah, they're healthy. I just don't know how good they are mm. against good pass rushers. I mean, again, we're talking about 
the Lions that gave up one sack, and Justin Fields took responsibility for that one. Now, two weeks ago, they basically put Miles Garrett in the Hall of Fame uh, <laughs> with his four-and-a-half sacks, and then Jadavion Clowney on the other side was killing them. So that, I think, is the fear is that the Raiders do have those elite pass rushers, and the offensive line didn't really hold up against that very well in the first week, in the second, you know, the, or, I'm sorry, uh, two weeks ago, and then they faced you know, the Rams in week one, and that was, that was challenging because they had to have the ball get out so quick because no one could block Aaron Donald, obviously, in the interior. So I think health is okay. I think ability is a little sketchy. Uh, you know, Jason Peters is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, but he is an older guy. And when he gets those quick edge rushers on him, it's, it's a challenge. So, yeah, that's an area to watch. And I think, again, that's, that's going to be a spot where the Raiders are going to have a clear advantage. And it's going to be on Justin Fields to either avoid the rush, get rid of the football, and then try to make something happen with his feet because he's going to be the Bears' best running back on Sunday. Jeff, I have to ask you about the Bears' defense, and I know looking at the uh, the injury report, Khalil Mack is a little banged up, ribs and foot. He didn't participate today. It's only Wednesday. I fully believe he'll play on Sunday. But uh, how healthy is Mack, and, and how much does it help him to have a guy like Robert Quinn looking like the old Robert Quinn instead of the guy that the Bears had last year? I can't imagine Mack's going to miss a chance to play the Raiders. Exactly. I can't, I can't even imagine <laughs> that. Yeah, but he's banged up. I mean, that foot injury was real in Cleveland two weeks ago, and now he's got a rib injury. Um, so they'll probably rest him all week, but he will play on Sunday. Robert Quinn has been a remarkable story. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a guy that had you know, been a very good NFL pass rusher, you know, had put up big numbers in, with the Rams when they were in St. Louis, had a big year for the Cowboys two seasons ago. And then he comes to Chicago, and he gets $30 million guaranteed, and he just did nothing last year, nothing. He told us that he's in a much better place mentally, spiritually. Uh, he had just had some really tough times last year away from the field, um, just had a lot going on, and, and, and he's in a much better place this year. He's been really productive. He's got that bend back um, when he's pass rushing, and that's been a huge, uh, a huge, you know, boon to to Mac, who's who's also playing a lot better this year despite his injuries. I mean, Khalil Mack is always solid, right? But he didn't have the numbers the last two years that he needs to have. He knows that. The Bears know that. But the numbers are pretty good right now, partly because Robert Quinn on the other side has been so effective. Absolutely, you're right about that. Yeah, no, Robert Quinn, he's 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 a dog. <laughs> he's one of those guys, and I was surprised when he didn't really have that good season when uh, he did sign that free agent deal. But it uh, looks like he's really back, and that's going to be a problem for the Raiders' offensive line that's, uh, as you know, struggling. And so it should be a, a great matchup in the trenches to see how that shakes out. Uh, I did want to ask you about a couple playmakers. I mean, you talk about the defense. You're always going to talk about Khalil Mack. Eddie Jackson is another guy. But uh, what about the rest? of the, the Bears secondary from everything that I've kind of seen it's a little bit down it's not really where it needs to be Jalen Johnson's a very promising player he was their second round pick last year he's good uh, one of their cornerbacks they started another young guy Kendall Vildor on the other side he's a work in progress Duke Shelley's their nickel another guy that kind of you know he's, they're still kind of trying to work some through some things with him you know, Deshaun Gibson has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been discouraging for them. And then Eddie Jackson's been real hit or miss. Yeah, he's a former pro bowler, but some of, the t- some of his effort on tackling is not where it needs to be. Wow. And he's been taking a lot of heat in Chicago. He hasn't had a good year at all. Um, yeah, the secondary is, can be a little suspect. Also, Akeem Hicks, their best defensive lineman, has a groin injury, did not practice today. Left the game after the first defensive play last week. So my guess is he is highly, highly questionable. Um, to, to face the Raiders on Sunday. 
But it is a good, I mean, there, there definitely are some good players at every level of that defense. And they've played well against the Bengals. They played well against the Lions. Um, they weren't bad against the Browns for a half. They were terrible against the Rams. So my guess is the defense is going to show up on Sunday in Vegas. And they're going to give the Bears, you know, maybe a chance to win. But can the Bears make enough plays offensively against a good defense? Now, that, I think, is the question that most people don't have the answer to yet. Well, we'll get the answer soon enough, right? It's a short week, or at least, at least for us here, it feels like a short week since uh, the Raiders just played on Monday. But, uh, yeah, Legion Stadium is a great place to uh, check out the game. Jeff, you're going to make the trip to, uh, to Vegas? Oh, of course. We're traveling now for ESPN. We're, there you I, go. I saw this game. I'm like, we better lift that, that travel embargo because uh, we want to all get to Vegas. So, oh, yeah. I'll be coming out there on Saturday. Perfect, perfect. Well, we'll see you in the press box. We definitely appreciate your time this afternoon. You do a great job there at ESPN. And like I said, we'll see you on Sunday. Oh, my pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Jeff Dickerson right there from ESPN does a great job covering uh, the, the Bears. And I'll tell you right now, I'm a big fan of uh, NFL Nation as far as ESPN goes. And uh, I think uh, all those guys do such a great job. Guys and females do a great job covering the different NFL teams. And Jeff is one of the best in the business. So definitely appreciate him giving us a few minutes of his time today. Yeah, I'm excited that we're playing Chicago this week, that the Raiders are playing Chicago. Oh, you said we. No. Hold up there, Swollen Hold up, Swollen The reason I say it like this. I want to hear the explanation on we. The reason I say we is because, as you know, in the press box, pulling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we have like hot you gotta dogs. You got to bail out. You got to bail out. Yep. Hot dogs for the, the specific city and maybe a couple of little sides from that specific city. Right. So I cannot wait to see what they cook pizza? up for, yes, for Chicago coming to town. That's what I'm excited about. That's you why do, I say we. You I don't do mean get we pass. as a team. No, I mean okay. we as a staff. Well, you actually. Stadium. What are we cooking up? You actually get box? a pass because you do technically work for the team. Yes, I do. So you actually get a little bit of a pass. But <laughs> Gangster Raider, Raider Reggie, and everyone else who's called Demon out. Shout out to my man Mickey. Shout out to my man Fabian. Shout out to Just Win Wendy. And everyone else who's been waiting for DeMond to come to the dark side. He's about as close as it gets. He didn't say we. I said we as a team employee who was just you. excited to see the food spread you. that's going to be in the press box he, on Sunday. He's, he has a little, he's trying to clean it up right now. He's slipping. He's slipping. I just want a Chicago dog. That's all I'm asking for. Okay. All right. Chicago dog, whatever you want to call it. He's getting close, ladies and gentlemen. 316 is the time. Many thanks to Jeff Dickerson right there from ESPN to join us talking all things Chicago Bears. And Raider Nation, this is your time to shine. Holla at your boy, 702-365-9200. Let me know. What do you think the Raiders should do with this offensive line? How should they go about fixing it? Don't tell me, bench this guy, get rid of this guy, this guy sucks. I don't want to hear all that. Let's have decent, real, realistic-type conversations. Holler at us, 702-365-9200, Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Fast and Furious show as we always have around here. A lot of that is because of you, Raider Nation, because your feedback, your calls, and your text. 
Of course, the phone line, 702-365-9200. I like to call it the Raider Nation listener line. Also, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. I've got a few text messages today, but I always say it doesn't start until we hear from Tom. My man Tom has chimed in, talking about the offensive line. If they have to play Martin at center and Leatherwood at guard after giving James a unneeded extension and claiming Leatherwood in day one starter, holding hope and wishing the 38-year-old injured incognito will play is embarrassing. How can Staley, who's 30, have it more together than Gruden? Only thing that will happen when they win eight games is Gruden fires Mayock. Can't get excited about that mess. Their drafting has been awful. That is from Tom, and then he chimed in about DeMond and his uh, his love for the Tennessee Titans. He said, don't worry. Todd Downing will push him over, and he'll enjoy the misery we're dealing with as well. Todd Downing, the OC, current OC for the Tennessee Titans, who, by the way, I don't know if anyone knows and realized, took a loss to the Jets over the weekend. Just saying. Amen. <laughs> On the Cincinnati, you know. Just <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> Can't dwell about the past, you know. I know. Only game I care about is the next one. I heard all, that. All the cliches. There you go. There you go. Coach, speak it up, right? Coach, speak it up. And, and going back to Tom's text about the offensive line and Gruden and Mayock and Staley and all that good stuff. Um, look, they brought in Martin for a reason. They have him on the roster for a reason. He's a guy that's played multiple positions. He's a veteran. Uh, it's not ideal. You're right. They gave James an extension thinking that he was going to be the guy. He has not been yet. I think that everyone can say that, and, and not that's not being disrespectful. Uh, they've got to figure it out. They really do. Leatherwood, I agree with you, Tom. If he ends up kicking in the guard, I think that's a miss. It's a, and now, look, I get it. They did that back in the day. Remember, they did that with uh, Robert Gallery. He was supposed to be the left tackle of the future, and it didn't work. That was way back in the day. He moved around the line all over the place. The only position he didn't play was uh, center. He just it just never it just never transitioned for him. I'm not saying that that's the case with Leatherwood. I'm just saying. Either they're going to keep him at the tackle position and, and give him a couple more games to try to figure it out, or maybe they're going to try to move him around and, and just say, "Hey, you know what? Just cut our losses and let's just let's just put together a line that can that can that's serviceable, that works." I, I don't know, but that's what they got to figure out. That's what they get paid the big bucks for. You know, the, you know when you know when people in your job say that, "Oh, that's what you get paid the big bucks for." That's what I, I mean. That's just how it is. They got the headsets on. They got you know they got the titles. Now they got to do. It. And I hate that. I hate that when people say that too. But what are you going to do? People say that to me. That's and I don't get paid. paid. I don't get paid big bucks. That's why you That's why you get paid the big bucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's what the money's for. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, their, that's their job. They've got to do it. Now, Brandon Staley, I, I, I think he's a very sharp offensive mind, just like you heard him earlier in the show, talking about the run game and how important it is. I think he's a very sharp offensive mind. I don't know what this team is going to do ultimately. I do feel like this team uh, has a potential to be special. I feel like this team is a lot different than it has been in the past. But right now, the reactions that everyone has is fair coming off of a loss. But again, it's just one loss. It's only one loss out of four weeks. You're three and one. I said it yesterday from the headquarters in, in Henderson. If every four games the Raiders only lose one at the end of the season, everyone is going to be okay. And, and also, Tom is so blinded by being a hater that he didn't even realize that. I would- I wouldn't call him a hater. I just think that he's he's he can't go eight and eight this year. He's cautiously optimistic. That's true. You can't go eight and eight. He's the guy. Even if they do make the playoffs, he's going to be like, it's just a wild card spot. We should have lost those two games so we could have a have a have a better draft pick. I that's the one. I'll tell you right now. That is the one statement that drives me crazy. Is when fans get mad and say, "Well, if you lost the that week seventeen game." Would have been able to pick number three overall. I remember people four. like um like Isaiah Johnson. He had like those great those great two pass breaks up against the Chargers last season. Right, and people was like, "Well, 
if they would have lost that game, right. they could have drafted the tackle that the Chargers are taking. Right, right. It's just like, man, y'all really galaxy brain. I this. don't watch football for losses. I don't. I don't watch football to say, hey, you know what? This is going to be a fun season. Going to lose a lot of games, and the team's going to go and get a good draft pick. No, you, you, you. What does Herm Edwards say? You play to win the every, game. Every good play, you yelling <laughs> at the TV. Now, why would he complete that pass, man? <laughs> Nobody watches Yo, football. <laughs> None of these guys take the field to lose. Nobody wants to lose. And I'm not saying Tom said that, but I just there's fans that say that. You know, well, well, Q, Raiders should have lost this game if they hadn't beat the Broncos at the last game. That's what I heard a lot of. If they didn't beat the Broncos last game of the season, they would have had a better draft pick. Okay. And they would have been seven and nine. And then what? You don't you don't I don't watch. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't watch football to, to see losses and talk about draft picks. Because as we all know, anybody who's a fan of the Raiders knows draft picks don't mean squat. You can have the number one overall pick. You can have the number 100 overall pick. Not guaranteed that you're going to get a guy. Not going to guarantee that you're not. You can find a Max Crosby in round four. You can find a Jamarcus Russell in round one. And everything in between. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Raider Mike. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, bro? I tried to get through yesterday. My bad. I mean, it was jam packed, <laughs> jam packed, and it's probably good because one, I'm day drinking before the game. Nice. A brown recluse hits my leg. Oh. Uh, then the lightning bolt crap at Lightning Bolt Stadium. Um, it was just an ominous night. I just knew it wasn't going to go well for us. Uh, you got eighty percent of the Raider Nation in that stadium, and then they they had to die down for forty minutes or whatever it was. Just, just wasn't set up for us to win. We almost pulled it off. Mm-hmm. And now you piss DC off. Bad. You called him out. Well done, Bozeman. Because he's going to abuse the Chicago Bears. They have no running game. We've got one of the greatest uh, defensive rushes we've had, what, in 20 years? And, you know, this team is 3-1 and one to beat three 10-win Winners from the previous season. Two went to the playoffs. Are you kidding me? On top of that, pissed off Derek with Al's 10-year death anniversary. I mean, the Dark Lord of the Sith, well, he will rise out of that flame. Right. There's no way we're going to lose this game. No way. I like it. That death and the shows we're going to do on Friday to fire up the nation and then go into Allegiance and fire it up. When you get your ass kicked, what Rocky say? It's what you do afterwards. You get up, because this world's going to kick your ass. You get up and you keep fighting and fighting. We have Tom Cable, who was, we had, we had a disjointed offensive lineman line last year, and he, he did pretty damn well good with it. I think he's probably the best offensive line coach in the league. Not worried about it. We got a rookie. With, with this pass rush, we're going to knock him off his game. Now, as far as the offensive line problem, move Leatherwood in. Start Nick Martin, do double tight end sets. And is, is uh, Alex in gold okay? Uh, yes. Go? Yep, he's good. Yeah, guess what he does? He blows people up to get near D.C., and again, you've got you've pissed off, Derek. <laughs> Not a good idea. I've seen him pissed off. He tears teams up. So I'm calling thirty three to fourteen. 
we're going to kick their ass, and there's nothing they can do about it. I'm out, brother. Right. Oh, yeah. Offensive line, what were you doing? Cold lamping with Flavor Flav? <laughs> Wake up. Are you kidding me with that? I'm out, guys. All right, Raider Mike, good stuff, good stuff. I like that. Good stuff. Cold lamping with Flavor Flav. And uh, real quick, we're going to get to Ryan in Missouri. Before we do, though, I want to hit this text line real quick. Uh, thanks, Damon. Tom is a hater. I don't know why Q values this dude so much. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but it ain't as dark as he always texts. And I'll answer that. And Damon is, uh, you know, hey, you can call anybody who calls in or texts in. You can call them whatever you want. I value Tom like I value every single person. Anyone who takes the time, and this is just me explaining for myself, if you take the time to reach out to us and say anything, including Q, you suck. That's okay. I value you as a listener and someone with an opinion. I don't give a damn if it's what I agree with. Yeah, Q, why are you wearing shorts? You remember that one? Right, right. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care because I just value the fact that you took the time to say, you know what, whatever they're talking about is worthy of me chiming in. So I appreciate it. That's why I value Tom. That's why I value the mailman. That's why I value you, everyone who calls, Raider Mike who just hit us up. That's why I will never not value anyone who decides to chime in on this radio station. And again, you don't ever have to agree with me. You And I've had people, anyone who listens to my podcast knows, I've had people call me out and say I'm just flat out terrible. And you know what I said? Thank you. I appreciate you. And kept it pushing. Speaking of keeping it pushing, Ryan in Missouri, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? Good evening, Q. Good evening, Raider Nation. Knock on wood if you're with me. Shout out to my guy, Baba Bowie. Now, uh, we need a third hour of this show, Q, and a nation will support it. I heard you mention the wildly talented Isaiah Johnson, uh, mention his name. I'm glad you did. With a meek Robertson about to start, I'm terrified. I hope he doesn't get beat, and if he does, I'm going to be highly upset. But to get the family business, I think as fans, we should have a quarterly report card on our team as far as top to bottom, from management down, where we are and where we're headed to. And uh, in order to win a championship this year, I think it's going to take two things. It's going to take sacrifice and pliability. Sacrifice is we're dealing with injuries and players are going to come off the bench and uh, get it done for us and help us out. Gruden is going to have to sacrifice sleep and things of that nature as the uh, season goes on because the schedule gets tougher. Players are going to have to sacrifice what they eat. Their actions during the pandemic and pliability is when obstacles occur. Uh, what we do, the necessary adjustments that we make for our team to be successful. And we're right now dealing with that with our offensive line and the many injuries we need to see if we're pliable. If sacrifice and pliability is going to determine our success. Now, Mike Mayock had an opportunity to be pliable and help us win a Super Bowl today by uh, getting Stephon Gilmore, but he dropped the ball. A six-round pick? Come on. That's a dirt cheap. Now, all we need to do, Raiders fan, is look at who we pick in the 2023 year, I think, the sixth round, whoever that sixth rounder is, either next year or the 2023, was that player good enough as a Stephon Gilmore? That's all it would have cost us to trade. We we could have not signed him and let him go, but we could have signed him. There's a way to uh, move money around. Uh, we could cut 
Nassif, Mariota, asked him to take less money. We could have got that done, but he refused to. And uh, and I think we need a shutdown defense until our offense can be able to run the ball, which may never occur. And we're going to need a shutdown defense if we want to get to the Super Bowl. And it's okay because I think defense wins uh, championships. Gotcha. I uh, heard um, I wanted to get to the Bears, but I don't know if you have enough time. Go for it real quick. Okay, the Bears, they're starting to click. Number eight, their running back is running angry. He reminds me of Jacobs, and they have a number 11 that we worry about that's going over the top, and Fields is letting it loose, dropping dimes inside of cover two. So this is a huge task. Uh, Merrick, uh, Merrick, mm-hmm. Merrick mm-hmm. it's on him this game. So thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. It's always good to hear from you. Ryan in Missouri, shout out to the Lou. And I'll say this real quick, Stephon Gilmore, that deal, who knows? It might have been done before it was ever uh, announced that they was going to get released. Uh, not necessarily saying the Patriots would have traded them to the Ra- Raiders as they're an AFC team. You never know. I mean, there's so many different options. I'm not going to say Mike Mayock didn't try. Also, Carl also already restructured his deal. Like right. It's one of those, like, you mean, like, you can't keep asking people to take less and less money. <laughs> I mean, well, on top of that, then you're starting to uh, occur dead money on your, on your, you know, your, 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 your roster and on your uh, salary cap. They're already at like 22 million in dead money. So that's something to, to factor in. Another thing, he's not available right away. He's not really going to be expected to play for a couple weeks. So that's another factor. I mean, they need help right now. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's what factored in my head when I saw that. I thought, well, yeah, but he's not. He's not available. You know, he's, he's got a quad injury. He's coming off, and you're expecting him. Uh, even according to Adam Schefter, they're hoping that he could be recovered in a couple of weeks. Well, maybe. But what if he's not? Then you're banking on a 31-year-old corner with a bad quad like you're banking on a 30-year-old, 38-year-old offensive lineman with a bad calf. Then you're really up a creek with no paddles. We all know how that goes. So, I mean, it's just, it's just like I said, it's, it's healthy conversation. It's, it's, it's not a debate. It's not argument. It's not saying you're wrong. It's just... Looking at both sides of the fence. 3.35 is the time when we come back. Edgar Berlanga, a.k.a. The Chosen One, got a big fight going on this Saturday night. T-Mobile Arena. He's on the Wilder and uh, and Fury uh, card. Three title fights. You're going to hear from him next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Very pleased to have our next guest on the phone lines. We're going to bring in the chosen one, Edgar Berlanga, 17-0 in his career, fighting this weekend in Las Vegas, the Wilder and Fury 3 card. And, uh, Edgar, welcome to the show. And how excited are you to, to get this fight underway Saturday night here in Las Vegas? Uh, um, it's a blessing, um, you know, to be fighting on this card. It's a big, big card, biggest card of the year. And I'm just blessed to be on it. And to showcase my skills, I'm excited to perform and you know and 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 get and get the W. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that you do is you perform and and you do a heck of a job. And the knockout is your specialty. What what is the mindset when you get into the ring when you're ready to? It's funny. I was just listening to an old Chris Tucker clip from Friday talking about you got knocked the blank out, and that's what I thought of when I see your fights because you're knocking folks out left and right. Yeah, man. You know that's my that's my that's my trademark. You know, I trademarked that, and uh, you know, I just I just ran with it, you know. And um, but you know, not only that, I put a lot of skill, a lot of hard work, 
you know, we don't cut no corners, and, um, you know, I get the job done like always. Yeah, no, you really do. And I'm, a, uh, I'm a vicious and ferocious fighter, so, you I, know, I like that's it. what comes with that, knockouts. Yes, yes, there you go. Vicious and ferocious, I like that. That's when you're describing a fighter, that's what you want to have, right? So Yeah, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. I want to put my fist through somebody's face, you know? Yes, I love it. Hey, man, this is great. You got me fight, fired up for the fight already, and we're still a few days out. I want to punch him so hard in his chest that my hand goes through his body. Like, <laughs> Yes. Yes, I love it. I love it. We're talking right now with the chosen one, Edgar Berlanga, here on Radio Nation want, Radio 920. I want, to hit him, I want to hit him so hard that he want, he's going to think, damn, I should have be, been working at Walmart or something. <laughs> damn. Walmart's like, why, why you got to put me under the bus? <laughs> well, Edgar, this is a big fight coming up. I mean, there's a, a vacant WBO Northern American Boxing Association title on the line, one of three title fights for the night. I mean, how exciting is that? You can walk out of this fight uh, with a belt around your waist. Not could or if I am, and – uh it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a good night. I'm happy. You know, it's an amazing camp for me. You know, my team, we did an excellent job. We we didn't cut no corners. We, you know, I, I paid my, my dues. And, you know, now it's just now for Saturday is just to perform and, and shine like a bright star. What is training like for you? How do you get prepared for a fight at, like you have coming up on Saturday night? Um, You know, just I got my nutritionist, perfected athletes living with me for eight weeks, you know, so that's something – big for me and you know we, we cut the weight very well um you know i had another another guy in my corner gary starks who, who works tremendously with, with with andre rozier so you know we just adding things to the puzzle to, to finalize it and just you know to, to we're ready to perform that's all i gotta say you know we're ready and i just can't wait to perform i'm anxious Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, one of three title fights that are on the line uh, Saturday night, T-Mobile Arena. And that's got to be special right there as well. I mean, uh, you're part of the card, but you're part of a big part of the card as far as a title fight goes. And, of course, all eyes are going to be on it because it is Wilder and Fury 3 that everyone wants to see that card. Uh, and you're part of it. So that's got to be a pretty special moment for you as well. Yeah, um, you know, like I always do, I'm the showstopper. You know, we still the show. You know, when they talk about the Deontay Wilder fight, Theory, uh, they're gonna bring me up, and you know I'm I'm 100 percent sure about that. So you know, I, like I said, I just gotta perform. You know, I'm doing a, a beautiful walkout entrance. You know, to set the tone right. Okay. And I'm bringing the stars out. You know, just for my fight only. So that's something big for me. Without telling me everything, what who, who, who's bringing you out? What's what what are you what are you coming out to? Um, I got Fat Joe walking me out. Okay. Saturday night. Nice. You know, so it's gonna be a special night. It's gonna be something special, you know. Like 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 he says, yesterday's price is not today's price. Nice. There you go. There you go. We got the chosen one on the phone line right now. Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. This is unnecessary roughness. And tell us a little bit about your your opponent, Marcelo Esteban Coseres. What he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, fights under his belt. He's a little bit older than you. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Um, you know, he's a veteran. You know, he got a lot of fights. I don't take nothing away from him. Um, you know, he, he, he was in there with one of one of the best fighters, you know, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, you know, he gave him a tough fight. And like I said, I don't take nothing away from him. You know, he, he's a good fighter, but, uh, you know, I'm just a different fighter. I'm not Billy Joe. I'm on another level. You know, my power's on another level. My skill's on another level. And my mental's on another level. So, you know, he's going to see, you know, what what's the hype about, what's to talk about, you know, because a lot of people sleep on me, I feel like. And, uh... 
you know, he's going to be a believer on Saturday night. You know, that's that's hard for me to believe that people sleep on you when you have the power and the strength and the knockout ability like you do. I mean, you in your last fight had a uh, scored four knockouts. I mean, uh, Nicholson didn't, didn't stand a chance. I mean, what? how do people still sleep on you? I don't know. You know, it's the haters. You know, like I always say, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popular. So, you know, for me, it's like they always going to hate. They hate it on, they hate it on Jesus, you know? So... If they hate on me, it's because I'm doing something right. Yeah, no, you're right, and and you're right though. If you don't have someone talking about you, or or like you said, you know, hating on you, then you're you're right. You're you're not doing you're not doing something correct. So uh, this is exciting, man. I'm fired up for this fight. Uh, I'm ex- excited to see the the power that you bring to the fight. It always makes it that much more exciting. That's that's the price of admission right there. That's what people want to see. Yeah. Do you not have any you have any kind of prediction on the fight as far as how long it might go? Because your fights usually don't last long. We ain't going to scorecards. That's all I'm saying. We're not going to the scorecards at all. Nice. I gave, I gave the fight the fans what they wanted to see last fight. You know, I went eight rounds and uh, I did that. So you know, like I said, we ain't going to the scorecards. How is that when you're used to getting knockouts so quick, fast, and in a hurry, and, and getting your your business taken care of, and then having to go as many rounds as you did in your last fight? Uh, does that change the game, or are you just prepared for that no matter what? Yeah, we just prepare all around the board. You know. Like, I always tell everybody, I never went in there like, right, I'm getting this guy in the first round. I'm, I'm getting him out in the first round. Like, no, nah, I just went in, I just go in there and handle my business. You know, I just hit tremendously hard, and people don't understand that until they step in the ring with me and they see the power. Like, the power is real. It is real. Like, it's just on a different level, man. Like, I've become a different person. Everything about me just goes to a different level, and I'm just in a different universe, so... I feel like that's why, you know, I need my, you know, when I say I'm a fucking monster, it was for a reason. Right. Absolutely. Again, talking to the chosen one right now on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, I mean, we're here in Vegas, and always the big fights are coming to Vegas. There's certain venues across the country, obviously, where fights are the mecca. You know, and Las Vegas is no other. Uh, How exciting is it just to be in Las Vegas having this fight and and having so many people flocking there to check it out? Um, Amazing, man. You know, this is, besides New York, you know, right. this is also the Mecca boxing over here. You know, a lot of big fights have been over here. You know, Floyd, the list could go on, man. Like from years and years, you know. So this is this is this is a, a fight for me. Is a fight state. You know, is where, where all the big fights happen. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to in the in the future, man. The headline in a big big card out here. And Edgar, how'd you get involved in in boxing? What made you decide? You know what? This is what I want to do. I, I'm I'm the chosen one. I can make this happen. Uh, my dad put me in a sport. Um, he introduced me to boxing, um, just for, off the strength that, you know, I just needed something to keep me occupied. And, you know, I had a lot of energy as a kid growing up, but, um, you know, like I said, he put me in the gym and, you know, I never turned, I never turned back. So I felt like, you know, boxing chose me. I fell in love with the sport. I was actually playing baseball before boxing. Nice. I thought I was going to be a baseball player because I was on two, you know, teams. I won two championships, but you know, once I started boxing, I just I just quit baseball and I just focused on boxing. Right, right, no doubt about it. You know, you should be that guy that they have on the baseball team. So when they have a bench clearing brawl, you can go in there and handle your business. Yeah. <laughs> you can go in there, sure. yeah, knock some heads off. So uh, I got to ask you, man. It's October, so it's 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 winter baseball. It's it's time for a playoffs, postseason baseball. Do you have a favorite team? I'm assuming maybe the Yankees. The Yankees, man. They just got they got eliminated yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did, but and they, I also got a lot of love for the Mets now because you know they got my my brothers on there, the poor my Puerto Rican brothers, man. You know, 
I call them the three goals, you know, and they got eliminated. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Next year is a better year. Right, right, no doubt about it. Well, you know, I mean, hey, it's it's always fun to watch some uh, some some postseason baseball, no matter who you're you're rooting for. And uh, I got to ask you, uh, you walk out of that ring Saturday night, you got that belt around your waist. What's that going to mean to you? Oh, it's just it's just a stepping stone to 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 get into my goal. You know, it's not a it's not a I'm not going to take nothing away from the title, but you know, we want the real title. You right. know, but uh, it's like I said, it's a stepping stone. You know, you win something like that, you win something else, and then until we get to that world title. So it's gonna be an, it's gonna mean a lot, you know, from all my hard work throughout the years to finally have some some type of title around my waist is gonna mean a lot. Well, I'll tell you what, right now you're very entertaining. It's fun to uh, catch you when you're fighting and, and, and knocking folks out. The anticipation level, I tell people, hey, if you're gonna watch this fight, you may, better watch it from the beginning because you might not uh, you might not be around too much too long. You know, what I mean, as far as the the fight, it might be over uh, sooner once, rather than later. Once, so. once the first round goes, ding, you're, everybody's pulling out their phones because. You know, that's just the difference about me when I fight, you know. Throughout the whole fight, you're, you're going you're gonna to be on your feet. You know, you're not saying down with my fight. So, you know, for everybody out there that's going to be watching, you know, just tune in, get your popcorn ready because it's going to be fireworks. There you go, fireworks. Berlanga versus Coceres. It's going down Saturday night, T-Mobile Arena. It's on the Wilder and Fury 3 card. Going to be a fantastic fight. Edgar, thank you so much for your time, my man. Good luck, and uh, let's keep in touch, my man. I-, I look forward to seeing your fight Saturday night. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. There he goes. That's Edgar Berlanga right there, the chosen one. He's going to be in action this Saturday night. Get your popcorn ready. You heard the man. I like it right there. The chosen one going up against Marcelo Esteban Coceres. Uh, check him out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and he is a knockout specialist. So uh, many thanks to him for joining us this afternoon. This is Unnecessary Roughness right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple more minutes left in today's show. Vinny Bonsignor comes up next in the huddle. Seeing him running around the building already, so he's fired up. He was at practice, so he'll have a lot to bring to the table. He got to talk to Derek Carr. He got to talk to Max Crosby. He got to talk to uh, multiple people that were uh, there uh, in attendance today at practice and was able to observe just a little bit. So he'll have his thoughts coming up in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, I I do want to get out to the Raider Nation listener line and some very patient uh, callers on, on the line. And let's start things off with Fargo Raider. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Hey, DeMond and Q, my cutties. Hey, what's up, Cuddy? <laughs> hey, I just wanted to start off by addressing uh, DeMond right here with that we. I'm going to follow up with Raider Mike on the Dark Lord of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take a stiff autumn wind to bring uh, DeMond over here to the dark side, man. We got to execute Order 66. No more Jedi. Bring the Sith in the house, man. There you go. I'm going to have to say, the D-line has to eat. They got to eat this weekend. We got to seal up the edge. We got to lock up that interior. I want to see that quarterback on his ass, man. Give him that. Give him that Berlanga treatment. <laughs> Knock him back to their Walmart job, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You value your time. That Berlanga treatment. We, you know, we got mad love for you out here everywhere in the nation. Yeah. You guys have a good one. All right. Hey, great call, man. Great call right there. That's a mic drop moment. Give him the Berlanga treatment. That's awesome. That's a promo. I'm just saying. That's a promo. Between him talking about <laughs> Jesus got hated on. <laughs> Yo, it's just, sir, you compare yourself to Jesus right now? and I he, mean, <laughs> No, he said that Jesus had haters. He didn't say that he was on the same level as Jesus, but he just said that Jesus had haters. So there's a line. You know, it's like, it's like a line <laughs> at the store. 
We all want the same thing. We just might not all be the same. Like, you might be in line to get a pair of J's, and I might be in a line to get a pair of J's. They might look better on you, but as long as I got the bread and you got the bread, we could both get them. All right, I like where you went with that. Why? I ain't going to lie, man. I, thought I was you giving was, you props. I, exactly. I thought you was going to try to turn it around and hate a little bit, but you didn't. So no, you, you didn't. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I love that from Fargo Raider. That's a good call. Give him the Berlanga treatment, man. That's Give right. Give him the Berlanga treatment. Send him back to Walmart. Walmart's catching strays today. <laughs> Walmart is catching strays. And if you are listening to the show or if you listen to the podcast tonight, and if you do work at Walmart, I appreciate you. Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out to you. DeMond's going to come over there and see you later. Yo. Just saying. They got everything you need. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's going to do it for us for today's show. Appreciate all the callers, all the texters. Lots of great stuff, man. I do appreciate you. Uh, I know that there was a couple of texts that I didn't get to. We can get them in real quick. Go here. All right, here. How about this? Uh, getting bent up. Oh, no, I don't want to do that one. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, this one's from Big Dub Raider. Sucks Mullen is hurt, and I hope it's not for the season, but I'm ready to see Amik step up. Played well versus Mike Williams, but want to see him a little bit more. Go Raiders. And then how about this one? How about FedEx Raider from Denver? Some of the fans need to chill out. Just three days ago, we were going 7-0 and and taking the West. Now Leatherwood is the worst pick since Russell to Gruden being the worst coach ever. Just chill. FedEx Raider right there from Denver. Shout out to FedEx Raider. I'm going to drop it with that one because I did the FedEx as well. Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next in the huddle. Lincoln Kennedy's joining the show as well. That's right. He, hey, man, great breakdown yesterday from Lincoln on Alex Leatherwood. I love hearing stuff like that. Berlinga needs to help him out, according to Lincoln. Yeah, according to Lincoln, yep, he needs to get his boxing skills on. But that was a great breakdown from Lincoln yesterday at the beginning of In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. And they're coming up next for uh, round two. Ding, ding. I'm out. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio. <laughs>